This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, 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 welcome to the Bonfire where we discuss the important things of the day entertainment, food. Can't go wrong with food, music, corgis, as I mentioned last time. We all know just how tremendous an animal. That kind of, that breed of dog is, corgis. Yes, it's true. That's just a fact. That's a cold hard fact right there. Now, speaking of animals, let's have a moment of silence for Harambe, the gorilla. No, wait, no, never mind. No moment of silence because who gives a damn? Okay? It's a stupid ape. It was a stupid ape that was shot. Okay? Let's have some, let's have some priorities here. Those of you who don't know what I'm referring to, there was a story earlier in the week about the gorilla named Harambe, or Harambe, whatever, at the Cincinnati Zoo. And there was a three-year-old boy that fell into the gorilla habitat due to what many people say, parental negligence. If it's not parental negligence, and it's just, you know, a boy being a boy, being stupid, you know, those things happen. Stupid kids do stupid things. And I've done stupid things when I was a kid. Okay? So yeah, that's why you keep an eye on them. Let's say the parents were keeping an eye on the child. Okay? They weren't, you know, grasping him around the neck and holding on to him and saying, all right, this child ain't getting away from me. No. They may have had an eye on him. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, the kid slips through the bars and then falls down. Who knows? Maybe any sort of Witnesses there could say any number of things. We all know psychology explains that when you are a witness, sometimes your brain, you know, wires the memory differently. You don't actually remember what happened because you were so traumatized or you're just so caught up in the moment and all the adrenaline is rushing through your body that when in your mind you're like, oh, my, it happened this way. I know it. I remember I was there. And then someone else at the exact same scene will say something different. Now, why is that? Obviously, different perspectives, but like I just said, the brain doesn't, it's not a perfect machine. It's not going to remember every single bloody detail. So, the worst case scenario was parental negligence. They were just not watching the three-year-old boy. And he did something stupid and said, hey, I'm going to go join the gorillas, and then falls down into their habitat, and now he's kind of screwed. What are you going to do? I think he's 15, 20 feet below... They can't exactly just reach down, grab them, and pull them out. So they're freaking out, and they're screaming. One of the gorillas, Harambe, Harambe, Hambi, saw the situation. Apparently runs over, grabs the child, and then shoves him into a corner, and then kind of stands guard is what it looks like. If you watch the video, then you totally understand the people who are saying, hey, the gorilla was guarding the kid. There are, you know, two sides to every story two sides to every argument 
You get the people that say, hey, the gorilla should not have been killed because look at it. It was protecting the child. Experts, let's see, what's this guy's name? Professor Gisela Kaplan. Gisela? Gisela Kaplan. An animal behavior expert at the University of New England told the Daily Telegraph she didn't believe the boy was in any danger. Here's why. Children weren't normally a threat, according to Professor Kaplan, who said dominant gorillas like Harambe were protectors of their group, and that the primate would have been investigating the strange new situation. The silverback would have understood that it was a defenseless small child. They would not normally attack. They would not normally attack. Oh, that's an interesting word there. They would not normally attack. They're not an aggressive species. And in the wild, I'm certain the boy wouldn't have been killed. Okay. Right off the bat there, like I just said, the word normally. You threw that little caveat in there. Well, he wouldn't normally do that. Okay. Don't care. If that's my child, I would shoot the gorilla in the head. Absolutely. Probably twice to make sure it's dead in order to save my child. So it's easy for anybody who's, you know, this isn't their child to say, oh my gosh, stupid parents, stupid zookeepers shooting the gorilla. You made a mistake. Easy for you to say, so bug off. Our priorities here should be human being versus an animal. A stupid ape. You have all sorts of people, too, that will say, Andrew, uh, apes aren't stupid. This one wasn't stupid. This one was a beautiful creature. It was very intelligent, very sweet. Okay. You don't know that for a fact. You don't. None of us do. You may have every bit of evidence in the past to suggest that the animal would not lose its mind and all of a sudden just, you know, pick up the child by the ankle, throw him against the wall, split his head open, brains go everywhere. You don't know that. So in those situations where you don't know the outcome, it's called wild animals. Yeah. If you had to make a choice, you kill the animal to save the human being. So the zookeepers, you know, they're mourning the loss of this gorilla. They say, hey, it was a great animal. Okay, good for you. They're not joyful. <laughs> they're not joyful that they had to shoot one of their own animals that they are there to protect. I think it's safe to say anybody who works at the zoo does in fact love animals. So for them to say, hey, we killed it, I don't think they're happy either. Nevertheless, they made the right decision to save the human being. Human beings are always and forever in every possible situation you could come up with more important than any stupid animal. Okay, let's be clear about that. So the priorities of Americans seem to be pretty screwed up. Their heads seem to be so far up their asses that they don't even know that they should be, you know, concerned about a member of their own species. Instead, they're wetting themselves about this gorilla that was shot. Okay. Yes, tragic situation. The kids should not have fallen in in the first place because then the gorilla wouldn't have had even been shot, and then we could all move on with our lives. No one dies. Nothing dies. Unfortunately, accidents happen. It's called life. We're not entitled to anything. We're not entitled to a perfect life where situations like this wouldn't happen. So, of course, they're going over and saying, well, what, what, could have bar what kind of barriers could we have put up to, pre to prevent this situation? What kind of laws and restrictions can we have to keep the parents, you know, watching their child and do this kind of thing and help prevent this from ever happening again? Well, guess what? You know what? Chances are it's going to happen again, no matter what you do, okay? It's not going to happen frequently, but I'd be willing to bet it's going to happen again, okay? 
We've had something like this before where a year ago, Cecil the Lion, we all remember that junk. Come on. Some dentist from, I'm not sure where he was, he goes on safaris all the time. Side note, that's what conservationists do. They're also hunters. You know, they keep the animal populations in check. They don't go out there and slaughter every species until they're all extinct. Some did back in the day, but it's funny. They like to just, you know, apply that and just smear it across the board and say every single person with a gun who shoots an animal is a hunter, a killer, a murderer, and is destroying every single species. Shut up. Frequently, they help maintain the populations. They care very deeply about animals, and they like to see more of it around the world so that everybody can enjoy the beautiful outdoors. Okay? Anyway, put that soapbox aside. Now, Cecil the Lion, he was shot, and I believe... I'm trying to remember the story. Was he beheaded? He might have been. The animal might have been beheaded just so that, you know, the dentist could take his head away and stuff it and shove it in somewhere in his room. Okay. Not my cup of tea. It would be fun to go on a safari and see some of these animals. You know, that'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be a unique experience that almost no one gets to have. But his cup of tea is to say, I'm going to go shoot one animal here and there of several different species. Guess what? That's not going to destroy the world population of them. Okay. I think everybody can kind of calm down, take a deep breath, and just think about what you're so upset about. The dentist got death threats for killing an animal. The parents are getting death threats for letting, quote-unquote, their child fall into this uh, habitat because now the gorilla's dead. There are other experts that say he didn't beat his chest. That should have been clear that he was trying to protect the child. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't going to kill it. Okay. Like I said, there may be lots lots of evidence to suggest that, yes, before apes attack, they beat their chest. And then they do their thing. Okay. Maybe. But all it takes is one ape to defy that rule and say... "Mm." Screw beating my chest. I'm just going to go pick up that child and throw him into the wall. Boom, done! Okay. That is not the a risk that we should take with a human being at stake. You want to gamble on that? You want to gamble on this child's life? A three-year-old? Please. That three-year-old is more innocent than the gorilla. Okay? It's a human being, and he's more innocent morally however you want to look at it it is an innocent creature the child so yes i am happy that given the situation where it was yes either the child dies or the gorilla dies they made the right choice the gorilla's dead it's a sucky situation to be in i don't want animals to die for the hell of it i don't want human beings to die so yes terrible situation all around the parents are getting death threats People are starting to suggest criminal charges for the parents, you know, saying, oh, negligence, and you should be sued because you let an animal die. It's your fault. Some people are trying to, you know, conjure up laws to say when something like this happens again, you will be prosecuted. It will become a felony. Okay. You don't think you're really freaking out too much about this one teeny situation, an accident? Child slips, falls, crawls, jumps, whatever the hell he did. It's a child. He's three years old. He doesn't know any better. Of course not. And when you're in the moment and you see a wild animal down there with your kid, yeah. Good luck trying to tell me that when your child is down there, 
keeping calm and saying, oh, well, I guess my child's going to die because I want that gorilla to live. Although now that I think about it, the number of comments that I've seen on YouTube, you know, of the video, all the different news articles about the story, there are a lot of uh, disgusting people out there who say, I would rather the child have died than the gorilla. Mm, okay. Your moral compass is so screwed up, you couldn't find the parking lot. And that is from Shooter with Mark Wahlberg, the movie. Kind of doesn't make any sense. Your moral compass is so screwed up, you couldn't find your way to the parking lot. Well, you know what? You don't really need a moral compass to find your way to the parking lot. If you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. But you understand the point. You are so screwed up. Lord help you. You put animals before human beings. So yeah, I guess in today's society, that's actually more common than we think. More people are upset that the gorilla died than the child. Given a choice, they probably would have said, yes, kill the child, his fault, parent's fault, let the gorilla live. That is a screwed up society right there. We are in some, we are in deep, very deep. If this is what people prioritize, gorillas. Whereas, you know, all over the world, human beings are being slaughtered. You know, no big deal. A gorilla was shot. Let's lose our effing minds about that. All right. So, yeah, so this is not a happy-go-lucky pod. Sorry, at least not the first block here. I do have better news later in the show. But, yeah, I had to get that out. Let's be clear. Gorilla dead, boy alive, good. Gorilla alive, boy dead. Horrible. Tragic. Thank God that did not happen. All right. Okay, that's enough of that. We'll see you on the other side. This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800 800- 215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is the Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. All right, the other day, instead of going to a friend's party, I decided to stay home. Reason why is because I helped other friends move. Needless to say, I was wiped out. I had no energy to go and socialize. I'm the type of person that has to kind of mentally prepare for parties and people and socializing, and I have to reach deep within the realms of my energetic core (laughs) of my personality in order to be a somewhat pleasant person at a party. If I'm exhausted and I have no more energy, I will either be pissy or I'll be super quiet and kind of a dud. And you'd say, Andrew, why are you here? Why are you here at a party? Everybody else is here laughing, having a good time. Why are you here? And I would respond, you know what? Damn good question. I don't know. I'm going home. I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. So you know when those days happen, I think, you know what? All right. I'm just, I just do not have the energy. Sorry. I can't turn it on like a switch and just say, okay, I'm Mr. Party. Let me show up and be at your place till 2 a.m. Nah, I can't do that anymore. I just can't. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stay home, watch a movie, and go to bed. Now, 
<laughs> it's good news, bad news. Good news is, yeah, I got to stay home. Peace and quiet. Didn't have to, you know, not put on a show. That's the wrong phrase. I didn't have to, you know, put a smile on for anybody. I just, I was exhausted. We all know this. Come on, when you're tired or you're hungry, it's perfectly normal to be apathetic and think, eh, I don't, I just don't want to socialize. I'm not Mr. Party Hardy right now. Okay, that's enough. Ugh. The movie that I watched. Here we go. Here's the point. Stick with me here. The movie that I watched was a scary movie. And yes, we all know, I like my scary movies. Unfortunately, this one I thought was kind of, eh, I wasn't very impressed. I was not scared, like, at all. My heartbeat did kind of race maybe a couple times because I'm wondering, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Other than that, I really wasn't scared. I would call this movie more of a thriller edge of your seat kind of movie where you're wondering, okay, how is this going to work out? How is this going to be resolved? Internet Movie Database, IMDb, something I think we're all familiar with, says the movie Hush is a horror thriller movie. Okay, I don't think it's a horror movie. I've gone over this before. Horror movies I would consider Saw, Blood and Guts, really gory, hardcore details. Yeah, that's gross. That's too far. Too much. So I would not call this a horror movie because it didn't really go all that far. And thriller, okay, sounds about right. It's thrilling. It's kind of getting your blood pumping a little bit. And you're kind of thinking, okay, let's, I'll keep watching. It's only about an hour and 20 minutes, nice and short. I like those kinds of uh, scary movies. They're not too long. And here's what it says, Hush, which was released this year, 2016. A deaf writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. Okay. So I read that on Netflix, and I thought, okay, that sounds pretty good. And it's 2016. All right, I'll click on it. I'm looking at it right now, and it says Rotten Tomatoes, 100% fresh. That is such BS. No, 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 no. It was not that fresh. It was not that good. Yes, it's an original idea for there to be a deaf and mute person to struggle through this. You'd think, oh my gosh, if you were home alone and you were deaf and mute, how are you going to call for help? Exactly. If you're home alone, power goes out, you know someone's outside trying to get you, what are you going to do? And of course, in the movie, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to give too much away, but she could. She couldn't use her cell phone, and she wasn't able to get in the car, and she really wasn't able to leave the house. So she's kind of stuck in there with no power, no electricity, no phone, and she's deaf and mute. So she can't just scream for help. She can't call. She can't run away. Sounds like a pretty good setting. You'd say, okay, that's that's unique to me. I've seen a number of scary movies. I'm not exactly a you know a buff, but. That, to me, was interesting enough. I said, okay, I'll click on it. I'll watch. And it wasn't scary because of one reason. There would be no story if the woman had a gun. (laughs) And it comes down to that. I'm starting to watch all these scary movies now, thinking to myself, you know what? If this idiot just had a gun, it'd be over. Good guy would win bad guy would lose and then there'd be no movie so it really wouldn't be entertaining but think about it when it's so unbelievable like that it's not scary anymore it's not really fun 
She's out in the woods by herself, and so she'll have knives because she has a kitchen. Maybe she had some bear spray and maybe a shovel, a wrench sitting in the closet, and those are her weapons. Okay, come on. We should all know better. Some of us do. Some of us have guns, not as toys, but as tools. They're tools in cases like that. (laughs) For example, you're home alone. You think someone's trying to break in. You don't go for the bear spray, dumbass. You go for the gun. You stay inside where it's safe. And if someone bursts down the door, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I don't know that jackass. What are you doing in my home? And if he responds, well, I'm here to, I'm here to steal. I'm here to kill you. You say, okay, and you shoot him. Done deal. Self-defense, okay? So in this movie, hush, (laughs) 100% Rotten Tomatoes, please. This, This dude sticks his face on all these different windows and doors right there. So he is inches away from the girl, the protagonist. Think about it. All she had to do was take out her gun, shoot him in the face, boom, done. She would have not only saved her life, but the neighbors as well. (laughs) Like I said, I'm not giving too much away here, but if she had a gun, I think it would have been resolved rather quickly. So as I'm sitting here watching the movie, I'm thinking, this isn't really scary because I just don't believe this. There has to be some element element of truth, believability, credibility to a movie for it to be scary to me. And when it can be so easily resolved with a gun, I'm not that scared. She's running around, not screaming, but you can see she's terrified. And she's reaching for wrenches and locking doors. And she's trying to figure out, what can I do? Can I run away? Or I don't, I can't use my phone. He just did this to my car. I can't, you know, get in the car and drive away. What do I do? I think, okay, you go for your gun. You shoot him. Okay. So it's not that scary to watch this dude. And he did show up initially in a mask, you know, like the uh, IMDB said, the summary. It said, a masked man was at her window. Except... Like, ten minutes into it, he just takes it off, and you see his face. That kind of ruined it for me. I said, man, now I see him. He just looks like an idiot. You know, casting is important, and I'd say this guy, I don't think, was really the best choice to play the uh, the bad guy. So, he was not intimidating at all. I just said, he looks like an idiot. Looks like a butt wipe. So, kind of lost the element of, you know, being scary there when he took off the mask. He kept it on. It's kind of creepy, because you don't know what's behind the mask. You don't know. You fear what you don't know. That certainly applies to me. That's why movies that are in the dark, you can't see what's going on. You hear noises, but you can't identify it. You got people in masks. You can't see their face. You don't know who they are. That's what's creepy. Because then your imagination goes wild, and that's what gets you riled up. But when he just takes it off the mask, and you're like, oh, okay, it's, it's that guy. And the girl's running around freaking out because she doesn't have a gun. You think, okay, why am I watching this? This isn't all that scary. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, I did that for you. I did it because I give movie reviews. And so I say, hush, yeah, not really worth it. Sorry. If you're on Netflix and you kind of like checking out scary movies like me every now and then, don't watch it. Do not watch it. That is an hour and a half of your time that you could better spend watching something else, like The Babadook. (laughs) Now, The Babadook is a good movie, and I think it's an Aussie movie. It was pretty good. Those Aussies, you know, they know how to make a scary movie, too. So there you have it, hush is not bonfire approved. It just did not have enough credibility, and it was not scary enough to really do anything for me. I think I sat on my phone for half the movie, not even watching the movie, because I knew, okay, whatever, it's just, you know what? I'm not that scared. I'm not drawn into this film where I have, you know, I just didn't care. Sorry. 
not going to happen. So Rotten Tomatoes, you are absolutely wrong on that one, 100%. More like 40. I give it a 40 because of the original plot. A deaf and mute woman, home alone, in the woods. And, you know, she's just she's a writer trying to write a novel. And this creep shows up. Okay. You had the mar- the makings for a great movie at the beginning, and then you just kind of lost it throughout. So, whatever. Thank you, Hollywood, for another dud. I'm always on the lookout for an original quality movie. And when I find another scary movie worth the bonfire approval, I will let you all know in another pod. But until then, do not go see Hush. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Say what you will about the most ardent Trump supporters. They do not show up at Clinton rallies and Bernie Sanders rallies saying, you don't get to say this stuff. I've never seen it. I want to know if it happens because I've never seen it. Something very different, distinctive about the left. The left has raised now a couple of generations, but we're really seeing the sort of end results of this, of people who believe that there is only one kind of acceptable speech, and that speech that they deem acceptable. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Bonfire, on demand. Hosted by Andrew Herzog. On the Blaze Radio Network. Now, sticking with movie talk, we're going to jump into a little bit of 007. The name's Bond. Jane Bond. Uh, James Bond. Sorry. I, uh, I'm a transgender. I'm going to become a woman. That is what Hollywood just might give us. Yes, because over the past few months, as Daniel Craig has decided, you know what? I don't think I want to play 007 anymore. Perfectly entitled to do that. Okay, do what you want, man. Do what you want. They started thinking, who else could we have? Idris Elba, a black man, but he's from England, I believe, born and raised. Uh, and what is it, Tom Hiddleston? Let me see it real quick. He was Loki in the, uh, the Avengers, in the uh, Thor movies, and then I forget the other dude. He's the uh, ginger, the redhead. Anyway, so they've been kind of considering other dudes... Who could possibly take over? Uh, Tom Hardy, another one that they were considering. And so far, as far as I know, nothing has been decided. For some reason now, you have a number of women that are saying, hey, I'll be James Bond. Um, I don't know if you know this, but James is a dude. It's a dude name. Ian Fleming wrote him as a dude. And he does dude things. Meaning, yes, he sleeps around. So he's something of a man whore. And, you know, he's got the fashion. He doesn't booze all the time, but there was certainly a time he'd drink and smoke, you know. He was what Ian Fleming and an entire generation considered a very manly man, okay? So for you to say, hey, there needs to be a Jane Bond. No, no, not really. Not at all, actually. But Amelia Clark is one of the actresses, and apparently she's in Game of Thrones. I don't watch that. I just... I don't know. Never got into it. Just like Breaking Bad. Never got into it. Probably won't. Just has not drawn me in any way. Don't really seem to care. She says, hey, I'll play the female version of James Bond. I have a lot of unrealized dreams. I'd love to play him. Actually, let me rephrase that. She says, I have a lot of unrealized dreams. I would love to play Jane Bond. Well, sweetie, if uh, Jane Bond is her his long-lost sister, okay then it's fine. If she is his long-lost mistress, you know, Mrs. Bond, that we've never, ever 
heard about before? Okay, I'm willing to go out on a limb for that one and say, sure, why not? Good luck. Make a movie about Mrs. Bond and see how that goes. No, what she's saying and what a number of other actresses are saying, um, X-Files star Gillian Anderson, for example, she says, hey, it's Bond. Jane Bond. Vote for me. Maybe I should be the next one. No, I don't think you understand. The story is James, a man, Bond. It's a dude. I understand you're, you know, you're hot and heavy for equality, quote-unquote, okay. No one's stopping you from just having your own franchise. You don't need to blow away James Bond and said, well, now we're going to make the character a female version and put that in, out in theaters and see how it performs. You know what? Why don't you just have someone called, like, what is it, Underworld? Selena, hmm, I don't know. Her name is Selena, the character, and she's played by, oh, what's her name? Kate Beckinsale. There's a movie with a strong female lead kicking ass in a fantasy series, okay? It's about... Uh, werewolves and vampires, you know, death dealers and lichens. There's a strong female lead, and those have always done well. And I enjoy those movies! I'm okay with a strong female lead kicking ass, it's alright. I'm also okay with her being a little helpless, on occasion, and being rescued by someone. The man, obviously, being rescued, okay? So if you want to have some... crazy feminist movement to say, hey, let's make James Jane now and go with that. It's a terrible idea. Good luck trying to do a female Jane Bond. That movie's going to make like $2. You should just start your own character. So this is also just a bit of originality. It is absolutely lazy for you to just say, all right, let's just change James to Jane. Let's have it you know, screwing a bunch of dudes instead of a bunch of girls, and we'll have the same, you know, fashion and a little bit of alcohol and lots of action, and we'll just make it a female lead. Yeah, no, don't do that. The character is so iconic in that, yes, he uses women. Of course he does. He's a spy. He just gets the job done. That's his character. No one no one should be saying, hey, we approve of James Bond. That is the lifestyle we all should be living. No, it's a bloody character. It's just a stupid movie. So let the character, the way he was written, let's just stay with the source material. The source material said he was gay. Okay, then let's have a gay uh, uh, spy. But guess what? He wasn't. He was a dude that ran around to find women and killed, you know, the bad guys. That's how he was written. That's how he originally came about. Let's just stick with that formula. If you want to make your stupid little movie... Go ahead and make yourself a new character and be a strong female lead. And those movies do fine. You got Hunger Games and the Divergent series and, like I said, Underworld and Tomb Raider. Come on. There are still plenty of movies where the girl is the action hero, saves the day, and she's doing her thing. I'm okay with that. I have no problem. No one's trying to shut you down like, oh, you're just a woman. You don't know what you're talking about. If you find any butt wipe that actually says that, okay, he's probably one in, oh, I don't know, a million people. Okay. You have the power, Amelia, to find the producers and say, let's just create our own character. Come on, let's start from scratch. Let's be original. Let's actually put some effort into this. And we'll leave James Bond alone. You know, that's its own series. Let's not try to just steal that and run off with it and make it all, you know, estrogen. Come on. So there you have it. 
there's my opinion on <laughs> the James Bond situation. Just stick with the source material. If there is no source material, okay, fine, do whatever the hell you want. Good luck. But in this case, come on, it's James Bond. It's The books were written way before the movies. Don't try to change what's been here. Why don't you just go create something new? Okay. Don't do Jane Bond. Have Samantha Young. Whatever. Samantha Young, British spy. Okay. Samantha Young, Indian spy. Samantha Young, Asian spy. I don't care. Do your own bloody movie with your own feminine lead. That's okay. Perfectly fine. You get the right producers, the right directors, then it could be an entertaining movie. But there is absolutely no need for you to, you know, try to take over James Bond. Not necessarily, Amelia. Oh, Amelia, you have definitely secured the fact that I will probably never watch Game of Thrones because of stupid comments like that. So, there you go. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. David French. I said, David French, come on. You guys take this seriously. This is the Rhino's candidate for president. And you know what? It doesn't matter that it's David French. It doesn't matter. It, do- it could have been Casper the Friendly Ghost. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Bonfire On Demand. On the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. All right, final bit of the day is something that happened to me this past weekend. Like I said, I was helping some friends move, um, and it was hard work, good, some good, hard physical labor, and that's good to do every now and then. I do approve of the occasional physical labor, and kudos to those who do it every day because, ugh, holy crap. Yeah, that ain't easy, no matter how you slice it. So kudos and good for you guys. You are men above men being able to do that day in and day out. Uh, I was with a uh, an acquaintance, a friend of mine, and let's see, he is six years younger than I am, and he said something that just caught my, caught my ear and, you know, disturbed, I guess is not the right word, but it definitely didn't sit well with me. And here, here's what he said. You know, it was uh, throughout the afternoon, so it was comments kind of interlaced with one another. But the the shtick, what he was getting at was, hey, I don't have time for fun. I don't have time to do these incredible, amazing things that I would love to do. I'd love to do them. But I shouldn't. I don't have the time. That is not the right choice. So instead, I'm going to focus on, you know, some of the more negative aspects of life and work hard and focus. Too much fun is bad. Can't, I don't have time for fun. I need to secure my future. I need to secure the future of my, my friends and my family. I need to be there for them. And that's just the way the world is. That is really depressing. It's, you know, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say what we were talking about. But like I said, the shtick was he was saying, look, there's no time for fun. I need to be focusing on the difficulties in life that I have and will have. I need to be tackling those right now. No, you don't. You're 20 years old. I'm six years older than you are, which isn't much (laughs) in the grand scheme of things. 
But I feel like I used to be like that myself. And I kind of still do that now. I'll think to myself, wow, I got such issues, such problems, so much stress. I have so much I need to do and plan out in my future. It's all on the line. I can't make any mistakes. And you just stress yourself out and you think, okay, I don't have time for fun. I don't have time to see friends and relax and get enough sleep. I have just too much work to do. If you do that, you're going to burn yourself out. You're also going to be kind of a pissy person to be around. People are going to think, oh, you know, Bob over there, Bob is he's just a downer. You know, we say, hey, let's go, let's go to the taco joint just to get tacos for 30 minutes. Well, I don't have time for that. that. That money I need to put aside for my future retirement. And I don't have time to waste 30 minutes. I need to go be uh, reading my psychology book instead and studying and getting ready for tests. I'd say, lighten up, Jack. You can relax more often than you think. Bonfire, like I've said a million times, and I'll say it a million times again, is about balance. If you play all the time, you're an idiot. If you work all the time, you're an idiot. You got to be right in the middle. That is the key to a healthy human being lifestyle. You make time for your friends and family. You can loosen up, de-stress, get your mind off of work and whatever problems. We all have problems. Okay, some people absolutely have more problems and they're more brutal than others, but everybody does have some problems that they're dealing with. Okay, we can all take a break from them on occasion, you know, in order to better tackle them. You don't focus on them 100% of the time because, like I said, nobody's going to want to be around you and you're just going to eat yourself up. You're going to eat yourself alive if you just do nothing but focus on the negative and stress yourself out. Can't do it. So that's what was so jerking, jarring to me was I was like, here's a kid younger than me, and I like him, but you're, you you seem too concerned. I'm 26, and I know exactly what you're talking about, but look, I'll, let me tell you, I'm not worried about it, so you shouldn't either. I'm in the working world. You're still in college. You got time. You got parents. You got friends. You got family. You're good. Don't freak out. <laughs> Jeez. And that kind of, you know, put things in perspective. I thought to myself, well, I do that to myself sometimes. I think it's the end of the world, and I think, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? Eventually, I shrug it off and think, wow, <laughs> overreaction. That happens more than you think, overreaction. So everybody needs to take a chill pill and remember, you know, listen to the older generations because they've been through our age. They've been through the working world. They've seen more of this world than we have. And so if a number of them are saying, I regret not traveling more. I regret working too much at my job. I regret not seeing enough of my family. If they're saying that, who the hell are we to say, excuse me, you're wrong. I'm going to work. I don't have time for fun. No. <laughs> what the hell? Yes, make time for your friends and family. It keeps everybody happier de-stresses you and there are obviously cases and arguments and studies and I've highlighted a few of those before here on the podcast that say yeah you're supposed to de-stress you need to get away you need to turn it off it actually makes you more productive when you get back to work and then you're able to dive into it okay you can't focus on something 100% of the time no matter what it is the good or the bad so everybody if you're 20 years old 26 like myself or 56 we all have problems, but you got to take them in stride. 
the good and the bad. Be happy for the good stuff, and when the bad stuff comes around, don't be shocked. Don't be saying, oh my god, what the, what is this? How dare this happen to me? What are you, it's got life. Okay, so when the junk happens, acknowledge it, and then shrug it off. Do your best. Help others, because then they'll help you. Next thing you know, you made it over the hurdle, and you're like, wow, okay, oh my gosh, I'm on the other side. This is great. I think I can keep going, and now I want to help others. Come on. So that's my advice to my 20-year-old friend. I'd say, calm down. It's okay. You can still go to the lake. It's all right. When it's like 4th of July weekend, it's okay to have an entire day set aside to say, hey, who wants to go to the lake? Who wants to go water skiing? Who wants to eat and drink all day? Who wants to set off fireworks? Who wants to celebrate America? I do. I do. Okay. Then if you want to get back to work the next day, go right ahead. But let just a little bit of balance here. You know, don't go overboard with your work or your pessimism or your your focus and your drive on the future. You could, Lord knows, if you focus too much on the future, guess what? It's it's never going to be here. The future is always the future because it's the future. It's never here. You got to live in the moment, okay? You can plan for the next couple years, but absolutely guaranteed. More than three years at a time, you try to plan anything, it ain't going to happen at all. I have personal experience in that. Plus, all my elders from teachers and professors and parents, you know, friends of, uh, parents of friends, all saying the same thing. Andrew, good luck. More than two years out, good luck trying to plan something and actually making it happen. Because it's called life, things happen, and you, you go with the flow. So, don't freak out. You're worrying right now, oh my god, how am I going to retire at 65? Well, don't. Don't worry about it until you're in your, oh, I don't know, 62? Yes, of course, along the line, you put money aside, 401k, yes. But as far as like, what are you going to do when I'm 65? What am I going to do? Should I retire? Should I do work? How am I going to get a house? How am I going to pay for my kids to go to college? How am I going to make my mortgage? You deal with it when it comes. Cross that bridge when it gets here. Shut up and relax. <laughs> Loosen up a little bit. I'm kind of talking myself through this here right now. I'm trying to keep calm myself. So this was therapeutic. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning into the Bonfire Podcast. And I regret to say that SoundCloud has dropped a number of the episodes again, which is so irritating. It says you're not available in the U.S. I'm in the bloody U.S. I recorded it and I put them up in the U.S. And then when I click on it or want to share with people and it says, this track not available in the U.S., what the hell is going on? Why can't you fix it? I want people to hear these things. I want people to hear the messages of the, the movies, of the music, the books, the jokes, the fun, the food, the travel. The bonfire lifestyle. Got to get that out there. But when SoundCloud screws up, then it affects iTunes and it affects all these other places that, you know, good people like yourself choose to listen in. So if you're listening to this right now, congratulations. It's working, whatever you're doing. So thank you. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I know I keep saying video, video, video. It's coming. I'm having to order, you know, certain things to make it happen and make it look good and sound good on camera. So, you know, we'll all be patient together. Let's do that. So everybody, live the bonfire lifestyle. Have some balance. Find the time for friends and family. Put human life ahead of animals do not watch hush the movie and let's not have a jane bond let's have an original female character an original female spy i'm okay with that james bond let's leave him be his sexist self 
That's who he is. That is the character. That's how it is written. Okay, enough of the soapbox. Andrew Herzog, out. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network.